Hello and welcome to SN Hell. My name is Keith. With me as always is my good buddy, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Keith. Man, this is one of my most anticipated topics. Yeah, tonight we're listing our top favorite hosts from season two. Last year we did three, but we were kind of blown away by some of the hosting performances this year, so we decided to bump it up to five. Uh, Let us not tarry any longer. Matt, who is your number five favorite host of season two? My number five favorite host of season two is Dick Cavett. (laughs) <laughs> nice. I, Second time in a row for Cavett. I, the only thing I can say about Dick is he has a je ne sais quoi that I can't put my finger on. He does not blend in with the cast. He does not stand out as a lead performer slash host. He is one of these anomalous guys that like he doesn't fit in and he doesn't carry the show. But there is a there's a magnetism to him, which I'm assuming is why he hosted a successful talk show for so long. Undoubtedly. Yeah. And I can't you know what? I honestly can't put my finger on Dick Cavett. I like his delivery. I like his charisma. The way he doesn't fit in (laughs) is almost a charm unto itself. Yeah. My number five might come as a shock to some. um, And and I know. In few, I assume in future years he'll go up the list, but my number five is actually Steve Martin. Amazing host, does some great work. This year, though, I think his 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 episodes in general, especially the first one, might be overshadowed by some hosting performances by others. I know Steve Martin goes on to be iconic as a host of the show, but at you know season two, his first year hosting, it's not there yet. What's your number four? Steve Martin nice. is my number four, uh, as I mean, not to parrot what you said, but literally everything you just said. And the fact that when I tell people that I do this show, every, everybody thinks Steve Martin was on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, no wonder he does. He's doing two episodes this season. He ingratiates himself to the cast. He blends in with them seamlessly. He doesn't stand out like that awkward kind of out of place host he just he's so adaptable and he's so into it and it's it's silly and it's into the show and it's silly and it's in character for snl and silly is not always in character for snl he brings that silly that he has into the fold in a way that makes it palpable to the show and its viewers do you know what i mean absolutely yeah, and I, I, I'd argue with folks and, you know, those that say, but it's Steve Martin, I would say, you know, look at what we've seen and look at what's coming. There's a lot better coming from Steve Martin than we've already seen. Mm-hmm. My number four is Lily Tomlin. I thought she nailed it uh, much the same way as as Martin, where she's like this iconic individual who has hosted the show a few times, not not the way he has. But uh, I just thought that her versatility, both her performance as the host and later when she guest starred on Steve Martin's episode, she just did fantastic work. I was really blown away. I was really impressed this time by her, even more so than last season, season one. Really enjoyed what she gave us. Some of it was her own characters that she brought in. But there's a reason that those characters are memorable and uh, and, and accessible and, and even adaptable because they did appear in Saturday Night Live sketches and didn't look out of place the way others will and have in, in, in the future. So, yeah, I Lily Tomlin, number four. I'm sure I uh, in fact, I know I mentioned this last time, 
But my favorite thing about Lily Tomlin is that she comes across as such a professional. Even amongst the cast members, when she's in the sketches and when she's doing her piece, she feel, and I, I don't mean to imply that she feels above the show. I don't know how she feels. We don't text, but she feels <laughs> above the show. She mm-hmm. she has this presence, this air, this gravitas that says to me, I, I'm here for your show. You better recognize that I am here for your show. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I feel that when I watch her episodes and I don't mind it because she is so talented and she's mm-hmm. such a good actress. Don't get me wrong. There's a looseness that's lacking that, uh, that I'll comment on about somebody else soon. But uh, I, I just I love how professional that her presentation is. What's your number three? My number three host of the year is Mr. Jack Burns. <laughs> Jack Burns is one of the strangest men I have ever seen perform. He is an anomaly. He is potentially not a man, but some sort of NBC manufactured entertainment robot that is put out there to fit in the blanks based on writing. I'm not convinced that he's not a science project. It was one of the most fascinating performances I've ever seen. Keith, I think about Jack Burns more than any other host that we have seen to date on Saturday Night Live. I think he's weird and fascinating. I think it's very obvious when you watch his episode that he sat around in the writer's room to deliver these weird dad jokes and misdirection things. And let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. And that people had trouble saying no to him. What a fascinating host. And, you know, these don't always work. Who was that old bastard that who couldn't even stand up again? That was Broderick Crawford. Broderick Crawford. That is the antithesis of Jack Burns. Broderick Crawford should not be allowed within 10 feet of late night television. But Jack Burns is the kind of weirdness that I, I, that I, you know, it was the kind of weird comedy that I used to see on late night with Conan O'Brien in the late nineties. It doesn't fit. It's weird. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's so bizarre that I can't take my eyes off it. And that's how I felt about him. Nice. I was watching an episode of Hee Haw the other day, just for, kicks and all of a sudden Jack Burns is there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> My number three is is a little more predictable. Um, and I went with Eric Idle for number three. Mm. Again, like Martin and, and Tomlin, he was great, but I just found there were two better than him this year. Some of it might be how the show adapts to him, that the show changes. Some of it might be retreads from other shows that are are sort of other performances and even some video stuff that was brought in that kind of maybe softened me on him slightly. Um, I mean, I'm a huge Python fan. Uh, Eric Idle's stuff is always ranking towards the top for me. Really enjoyed his work, but, uh, but no more than number three, I guess. I love Eric Idle. Eric Idle was, as a child, he was my favorite Python just because he has that long, expressive face. And I, it's just easy to pick up on what's supposed to be a gag, especially, you know, as a when I was watching Monty Python as a youngin, I didn't, quote unquote, get all the jokes, surely. But I knew 
Eric Idle, even though he it was like it was like he told me when to laugh with his eyes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he still even did that in Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, he is so expressive, and I appreciate it so much. Who's number two? Buck Henry. Oh, wow. Shocking. Yeah, Buck Henry is what I think, like, he is the kind of presentation that I almost feel from Steve Martin and that, well, first of all, Buck Henry, obviously significantly more low key than Steve Martin, but talk about somebody who blends in with the cast and disappears into the show. It's almost like the show has no host when Buck hosts because he just blends in with everybody so well. Be it the samurai. I loved him with Bill Murray in the shower. He is such a late night professional. I'm, I'm and I've always been really fascinated with what because you know Buck comes. You know he looks like an older fella, and this is a very rowdy set of not ready for prime time players. And it makes me think about what it was like. I'd love to see the dynamic between him and the writers and the cast uh, back at the time. I, I do shitty stand-up comedy here in our local city, and I'm the old guy. And it's interesting to interact with the younger crowd. And I wonder if Buck Henry had a similar experience dealing with people in their 20s when when he was pretty far from them. Anyway, he's a consummate professional. He knows the show. And that's uh, that's what really puts him over the fence for me. Buck Henry knows Saturday Night Live, and he knows how to be funny on it. My number two was Candace Bergen, the, the consummate host in a lot of ways for the show. Um, brings a certain degree of, I guess, class to her characters, um, but also can, you know, I don't know if they knew her comic chops at that point in time. We certainly got to see it later with Murphy Brown, but uh, uh, Bergen's episode was stellar. A lot of that was on her shoulders, and I just, uh, I just think she did a great, uh, a great job. Um, and uh, number two, she gets from me. Mm-hmm. Number one, Matt. My number one entry. The reason I hesitated there when you finished. My number one is Candace Bergen. Perfect for everything you just said, Keith. She is such, and you know, I said it a little bit about Lily Tomlin, and I mean it about Candace Bergen too. But Candace Bergen takes it to the next level. Lily Tomlin is like, I'm the professional comedian. Let me come out here and do this. Candace Bergen just comes out as the professional. She, she feels like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she is a big deal. She is, yeah. She is a high-class, top-tier actress that is out here. And, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on the show. She's slumming it a little bit <laughs> uh, doing this late-night network television. They should be grateful to have her. She is excellent in everything she's in. She has, you know, words I've used before. She's has she has the charisma. She has the gravitas. She has she has that it factor. Candace Bergen is a big deal. She's bigger than the show and it feels like it. Yeah. And every time she's in a sketch, you can tell when she when she's in a sketch with the not ready for primetime players, you can tell 
they're the not ready for prime time players. Yeah. And she's a big Hollywood actress. You know, early, early on, it's funny. You mentioned like when we were recording back episode four or whatever it was, you mentioned Hollywood royalty in connection with her name and yet didn't realize that she actually, you know, kind of was her father was a huge star. So it's like she does exude that. But yet she's in the grimy studios at New York, you know. And, and ho- more than holding her own. More than holding her own, owning it. Yeah. To me, it's interesting. I don't know if interesting is the word that other people would use, but I find it interesting that she really hated the lifestyle of the show. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we would have had more of her without it, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe the show is not what it is without it. That's neither here nor there. And that's uh, another episode unto itself. But uh, I-, I think that is a testament to her character, at least. And my number one is Buck Henry. Interesting. We have the same one and two. They're just inversed. I get so excited when I see Buck Henry's up next. There is a self-deprecation, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, He looks like a fish out of water there. They sometimes present him as a fish out of water. But there's also a certain danger with Buck Henry because we don't know where he's going to go. You know, it's known that he was one host that would do almost everything they asked without question. And uh, from his goofy monologues to his wacky characters to his lovable and sometimes not so lovable losers that he plays. Um, And then on top of that, just his chemistry with the cast. Um, to me, Buck is the total package. And, and, and while I enjoy the other four on my list, I, I don't think anyone is close to Buck as far as how much I enjoy them as a host. Uh, not yet. There probably will be. Actually, I, I know there will be. But I think as we go through this, Buck will always remain towards the top of my list as long as he's appearing. And if we ever do a, you know, great, uh, greatest hits of the whole history of the show, Buck Henry will certainly be there. I think you really hit it on the head for me when when you say that it feels like he would just do anything. He is uh, he's very much into the show and a part of the show when he's there. And I think that adds to the unpredictability of it. My favorite Gary Weiss film to this day is Buck Henry shopping for toilet seats in New York. Uh, Just an absurdity, uh, a mundane absurdity. That uh, was really caught me off guard. That was unexpected. And, you know, good for him for almost dying at the hands of Belushi. <laughs> you know what I, I just realized as you were talking to? He's devoid of ego. And I, I think you put that well when you said he kind of comes out with his hands in his pockets. is a little lackadaisical. Like, yeah, I'm here to host the show. It's uh, there, There's no like, I'm the star. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, hey, let's put on a good show with everybody. Absolutely. So Matt, do you want to run down your top five one more time here? Top five hosts of season two? My top five hosts of season two. Uh, I wrote them down in an order in which I did not present them, which is causing me immediate dread. (laughs) Uh, But I'm pretty sure my number five was Dick Cavett. Yep. And my number four would have been Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. And my number three the dark horse, Mr. Jack Burns. Uh, wow. I really can't. Jack Burns is hard to get out of my brain, man. Number two, Buck Henry. And number one, the queen of early SNL for me, Candace Bergen. Yeah. Great list. Great list. Mine, Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin, Eric Idle, Candace Bergen, and then number one, Buck Henry. Very happy with my list. Really happy with yours. Shocked by Jack Burns' inclusion, but I do know he stuck with you. And I also know how much 
stick with me in my brain matters to us as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks very much. Uh, we're throwing up a few more lists. Either they're up already or they're going up over on uh, on our YouTube site and over at uh, Podbean, which feeds out to all places you get your podcasts. Subscriptions, likes, follows, comments, all good. Did we miss anyone on our list that made your list for season two? Did you even watch season two? Uh, so yeah, thanks so much. And uh, we'll be making more lists and getting ready for season three here in SN Hell. <laughs>